Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. We come to you after a QPR away win victory in the pink kit. We'll talk about that. Right, there's four of us around the table. There is, as ever, almost ever present, Paul Finney. How many ones still legs you? Anyone else bugged off? pretty accurate. We also have Joe Leonard with us. Welcome, Joe. Good evening. And we have... um, from London Live, Luke Blackhall. Hello. Hello, Luke. Can I just say, my favourite bit just before we started was Neil, our engineer, telling you what you need to do, how to talk into the microphone. He said, can you come a bit closer? Just kind of a pinch away, which I loved. We all, I believe, we're not bad at this gig, including Neil, but we're all amateurs, so I quite enjoyed the amateur telling the professional how to broadcast. That was a wonderful moment. I can all, always learn a bit more, yeah. I think. <laughs> If and this is so good, the podcast is going to be good, help us. Well, it's weird because we're looking out a window onto Drayton Park, aren't we? Because Arsenal are at home. Who are they at home to tonight? Leicester. They're at home to Leicester. It's 20 past seven on Monday night. And basically, we are 100 yards from the Emirates and we're watching we're, people Luke, in red and white scarves going to the Arsenal. Me and Luke were saying, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm not. You never tell when the buggers win, can you? Well, and I live in Barnet, so I get the... I come well, an Arsenal them. win. Yeah, and I go home with them and come down with them, whatever. And even in match days, you never tell when they win or lose. It's so miserable. A full sombre all the way back. Isn't it? Miserable looking Oh, because you live back. around here, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I used to live right opposite the stadium. From my front window, you used to be able to see the concrete letters that just said arse. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more. And yeah, so I, I used to get a lot more of that sort of atmosphere. But it was always very quiet, as they. I wonder, you know. I wonder what it's like when your biggest worry during a game is getting the tube. <laughs> you know, what's your, when you get into the ground, to when you're coming out, I've got to get that tube at leaves and all. It's a nightmare around here. We've got, you, you, we've got to be out of here by 9.35, 100%, otherwise we'll be caught for two hours. Anyway, not an Arsenal podcast. What do we talk about again? Oh, yeah. Anyway, right. Um, before, before we... Bloopers cut, did you say? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought you said bloopers. Everything's a blooper on this podcast. Do you have any other on? Just, Me? Yeah. I'm all right. Okay, just I'm checking. all right. Why? Are you okay? you had a long day? I have had a long day. I've had a long weekend. You were at Star Trek, I you? was at Destination Star Trek this weekend, Europe's biggest Star Trek convention. 40,000 people. Wow. Cosplay, do you know what that is? No. Do you know what cosplay uh, yeah, is? Costume play, short for cosplay. People who dress up. What did you go as? Oh, I didn't go as anything. <laughs> but, um, do they actually, oh, come on, behave. Do they actually turn up as, as, as oh, characters? Oh, they love it. They all dress up as that. There's a guy who. Imagine is, you not for me, I don't think. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Unless you do some sort of you know Star Trek QPR crossover. We should cosplay. have a Star Trek QPR crossover pun off or something. There's got to be someone in Star Trek that supports QPR because it's made. Let me tell you, the amount of Star Trek fans who come out of the woodwork once you say you work on this is high. There's a lot of Star Trek fans out there. Just generally in my life. I bet you there's people listening to this who are bang on all over Star Trek stuff. Shatner was there, by the way, just name dropping and various others. But again... Let's talk about QPR. Excellent. Um, thank you, beers. Let me do the beers. Thank you. We've had them bought this evening uh, by Marco Krivosic. 
has Lovely bought name. the beers. Um, now, he wants to say that the money has been donated on behalf of Accrington Stambowls Football Club, oh. who are on Twitter, or Ack, two Cs, Ack Stambowls FC. So thank he you is for actually, your support. He actually is a really, really nice fella. Stan Bowles? No, well, Stan Bowles is yes. But, um, yeah, I spoke to Yeah, lovely fella. So I shouldn't nice. say yeah. that you thought it was a made-up name. Would that be a bad thing to say on the podcast <laughs> before we started no, recording? I, I was joking, of course. He knows I was joking. He doesn't know. Right, let's talk about Ipswich. To if anyone's still with. listening, who's not a Star Trek fan? There's a lot of Star Trek fans, but you went to a... If I do a bad link, you went... Where you haven't been before this season. Bad Star Trek. Yeah, that's really bad. Uh, how was Ipswich on Saturday? The Force was with us, but that's a different film. That is, com- <laughs> you know, you can get your be excommunicated in the Seriously? Star Wars community. For say saying someone's doing Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big insult. You can't Jesus, say that. imagine, like, wow. Yeah. Um, so we managed to cling on. Oh, they stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is this is not good. Yeah, right? the one person who listens to this podcast regularly, hey mum, is now walking away into the kitchen and turning us off. No, do you know what? Saturday was good for a number of reasons, and basically everyone had obviously decided it was a wee bit sunny. It's October. Let's go to Ipswich. And you do. Do you know what I mean? So they all headed down there. We had to stand in the concourse uh, or the the, the 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 what do you call them? Um, the steps, basically. Um, the aisles because they didn't have enough right. seats for us and there was quite a few so I missed the first goal because Stuart was being an absolute eejit in trying to get us to sit down and then he was in stand in front of me so I missed the goal and then some fella said mention that on your podcast hang on talk me through this he was being an idiot he told you to sit down how does the act of sitting down mean that you missed the first goal because he was standing in front of me oh. so when we had the corner I'm like trying to juke around him and I couldn't get past oh. him and, and you uh, said, excuse me, kind Mr. Stewart, would you mind terribly moving out of the way? No, I was trying to get past... <laughs> anyway, so I missed that, but um, it was pretty badly organised, that bit of it, but it was a brilliant ex- performance by us, because what we did do on Saturday, which, okay, people can say it was which are awful, they can say it's one of the worst teams, blah, 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 but three months ago, we'd have struggled, so it was nice to see us actually take a team apart, and I would like to see us boost our goal difference a wee bit, because we, we really could have put them to the sword a lot more. Mm. Um, but it was a great team performance, and Lumley is looking more and more like a class apart in, in the, in the, as a keeper, and um, he's become the keeper that a lot of people knew he could be at the start of the season, and... Um, and Gail, I know he's, everyone's looking forward to Furlong, Furlong coming back, so am I, but he's actually made a big difference, you know? And it's going to be interesting to actually have that right-back slot contender because he brings something different to the side. He can actually balance the play better. Would you say that Furlong has... Furlong's back fit. You're not going to do a Star Trek link, are you? No, no. Okay, I was going to talk about the winner, Ipswich, beaming us up the league. Okay. But I won't. Please. Um, Furlong's fit. I'll open mm. arms all of you. Furlong's fit because everybody's now talking about um, Rangel and what he's brought to the team. I would say Furlong's on the road to fitness. I mean, he's not going to come. No, no, no. I, sorry, I'm saying at the point Furlong's fit and Rangel's fit. Mm. Who who's the right back? Well, you'd like to think Furlong, wouldn't you? Well, I, after after seeing Rangel or Angle Rangel to give him his proper name against Derby on the left back, I'd I'd like to see him. A bit more out playing left oh, and having Furlong okay. on the right. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting because that was by, not by design, that was by circumstance. But you're right, it worked. It? it worked and he, can, he could play that. He looked totally natural in that position yeah, right, and though. more natural than 
than Bidwell does at times. <coughs> well, but Bidwell played quite well Saturday, but because he wasn't up against anything coming at him. So yeah. actually, you're saying Bidwell, once, once Fur- Furlong is fit, you're saying Bidwell's potentially the make-weight, make or what yeah. you call it. That's, that's from where I'm sitting. Interesting. I, I actually tend to agree with Luke. Uh, from my point of view, Bidwell, unfortunately, he's, he's public enemy number one. And he's, the, he's the first to go. If it's a straight swap scenario, I maybe am old-fashioned, but I quite like, you know, keep a winning team. We're doing all right at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on paper, you might think Furlong's a better option, younger, fitter, hungrier. Uh, and Rangel's only on loan until January. Uh, January. Contract, didn't they? He's not on loan. He's, he's You've got a six-month six contract. Month, six month contract. But, but, but I would extend it for the season because Lee, he's good cover. Yeah, and Lee, who's now seems to cover every eventuality with the contract, so I'm presuming they would have an option mm-hmm. on extending him if they wanted to, which we would also... I mean, the other person that's gone missing is uh, Osman Kakai, who did mm. did quite well, I thought, in the first few games where he had to Dead cover. Dead unlucky. Yeah. I thought. But a lot of the kids are unlucky. I mean... Um, Otto um, Smith um, very Big unlucky. or Little Well Little Smith Okay um, Big Smith as well I think Big Smith is unlucky Because uh, Joe You just said Don't change a winning team um, But he's definitely Not settled He's not got a fixed view On who the striker Should be No Has he He's very much Horses for courses yeah. In that sense yeah, Who he I, thinks Going to do better I think I think Hemed starting Was Uh was tactical based on it being away. I don't know if I don't th- actually think t- tomorrow night for the game against Wednesday. I think he might bring Wales back in. I think um, the, play both, but, the th- but, but I don't think we've seen them play well together yet. Mm, um, that's the true. thing that I think is really interesting, which I'd like to know what you think, is um, how Pavel Jolet did because he provides width that mm. we otherwise just don't have. Do you know what he's doing? He's doing that kind of. He's, he's, he's kind of somehow. Got a time machine and turning the Gareth Ainsworth because he's decided he's really hard and he's diving at people with his head and stuff. And he's he's challenging for balls that he would never have done a year ago, and he's actually becoming. It's going to be hard to drop because he's offered us the side some a different night and he's really going at players. So yeah, I, P- Pavel's just been amazing in the turnaround in him and the way he's adapted. Again. I think at first it was anger at not being played, and now you can see he's desperate to stay in the team. Mm. And um, I just think Naki Wells and. And, and him up front, Ahmed, Ahmed, sorry, will be a much better option against Sheffield Wednesday because we need the we need to control in, this. But in what in a in a four four two in a yeah because they're, they're quite slow at the back and we need to get behind them. And I think the schools I watched them the other night against Middlesbrough and they're quite they are quite slow and sluggish. So them two will work together. Wells just needs a goal. That's I, pretty obvious. I can't see Hamid playing tomorrow night. No. Only because really? Really? Okay. Only only from a fatigue point of view. And I know you can say he looked oh, well hungry Saturday, Dave. Really hungry. He was chasing everything. But he was taken off look, looking a bit knackered. Off. He's played two games in a different time so zone go play in the post. last week. Yeah. And then to play Saturday, Tuesday, Friday mm. is a lot. I'm not sure Hemed will Well, start. Neil was telling us that baseball players play 104 games a season. But They move about 12 players, yards in baseball, an hour. But there's a big difference. Between, like Baseball players may play 104 games a season, but they don't have to it's run a bit like 10 rounders, kilometers though, a game. It, it is rounders, isn't it? Am I being rude? Baseball. Yeah. Because Neil, our engineer, is a bit of an American phobe. Uh, no, not phobe. But still, so Cindy, this is the podcast that goes to games. Cindy's a massive fan as well. 162 right. games. And like, Cindy and Neil stood up last week and watched the game. Not together, obviously, but um, that would be a bit awkward to put in the podcast. But imagine how much a season ticket would cost for that, eh? Jesus. 
It's but, a game you can play while chewing tobacco. Baseball. So you're not in baseball, so I think you know they get away with, uh, <laughs> with not not being the, the peak physical athlete sometimes. That song was just after the cigarette company trying to get you quit fags. <laughs> like that would never happen. But no, the, I think you can yeah, see. No. I, I think you can play them together, and I think the thing is we've got to play them both because that's what's demanded by their clubs that they have to play a role in the game because that's part of the loan agreement. But what? Sorry, what? It's part of the loan agreement that they have but to what play. Is? That they have to play. Yeah, but they don't play in every game. Well, they come as a sub, or they they, they tend to um, replace each other quite a bit. Or are you saying there's a minimum amount these two strikers have to? Well, play? it makes sense if you're the parent club, you want your players to be, be used. You don't want them going out and loan to sit on the bench. So, but do you not think that um, if we were to play? I mean, I feel like we we almost have like got too many parts to the jigsaw puzzle. Okay. So I think if you play Wells and Hemed, you're then pushing Easy into a position that he's not most comfortable in, and then you start seeing Freeman drifting out. And I just, I just don't see how those four together it works can be played, of, played effectively. It works that way easy because he was, he had the free roll game, and Freeman was just going down, and and we're, maybe it was because he got so much more room. I don't know. We were able to. You can actually see the, the thinking behind that midfield. It actually came in the place. Ah, oh, that's what he's doing. That of course that makes sense. And we were getting behind them really well, and we were. I don't think Ipswich would have even got. I don't. Did they have a shot? Even I'm not even sure they had not, a shot. They had one that they buggered up entirely. Mm. Oh, the guy! No, there was a header. I think was it Fawn or something had a header, which is was the best Ooh. back pass I've ever seen. Um, I mean, what was the goal? The goal looked like it was straight from the corner. I think no, was it, it was flat. It was being credited as an own goal. Uh, Freeman. I just told you the frigging Stewart was in front of me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. I'm trying to see her just person in a yellow jacket. No, um, it looked it, like a bit. But it looked like, but it looked like it was going straight in. Do Which you know, then it means yes. it's not an end goal. Do you, do you know what I found out on Saturday? It's really annoying to Ipswich fans. He should have kept McCarthy. God, talk about an argument happening right in front of you. Like, hey lads, you know, should have kept McCarthy. He would have, I, yeah. I find that difficult to argue with yeah. in some ways. They're awful. They're going down. If they're not careful, they're, they're the worst team I've seen. Southampton. You what? Who's going down? Oh, Ipswich. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Are, are you, you sure about, you're all right? Are we talking about the same McCarthy? Different. You're talking about goalkeeper. You're talking about manager. Yeah, Mick McCarthy. Mick, Mick McCarthy. He was a previous Sorry. manager. Sorry. I, did, I completely... Are you still with Star Trek, Scotty? <laughs> uh, talking about Hemed five games in, in a week and a half. Yeah, Let me tell you, it's three days at Star Stay Trek. With it, it'll it get worse. <laughs> no, we were talking about different McCarthy. That's yeah, we were. how it led to because Southampton. Of, of course I was talking about our ex-goalkeeper. Paul, you say all sorts of things, That's and I just true. thought, Paul's talking about Alex McCarthy, I'm just going to go with it. All right. I don't know what you're talking Is about, but b- let's go with it. I, didn't, I forgot about Mick McCarthy. It's all right, you crack on. Okay. No, but yes, if you say that to him, they get really offended, really upset, and he kind of get it because they were awful, but now they're truly awful. It's what it, and they're such a big club as well. You know, it's, 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 it can't even be healthy, but it was good for us to get that away with. We've now in the scary heights of actually winning more away games, and I think home games, haven't we? Um, three. Have we won three or four? Yeah, but I, I mean, in the I think we won three. last what, year, the, over, over the time last this time last year, we still had. I think we were still waiting for one. Well, yeah, we've, we've won as we, many this season as we yeah, did last year, and the clocks sorry, haven't yeah. changed yet. No, and that's what I meant. So I've caught it from you now. I'm, I'm frigging up all over the place. And Sorry. The, and the, and the Is good this thing, my worst podcast ever? No, they'll go. No, <laughs> no. What do you reckon was our worst podcast ever? That's a good question. Uh, Terry Fennick was bad. Joey Barton was, was awful. Good. No, that was great. Joey Barton yeah, if you want was to be good. Newcastle fan. Terry Fennick was really bad. 
he was just wasn't interested, was he? Oh, we've done plenty of. There's there's a whole array of bad podcasts. Um, Luke. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think now. Let me take us all off, Finny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Said no one ever. I can't remember exactly how many games we've played so far, but we. Are on path. 13? 13, I Maybe. Believe. 17 points. Yeah, it is. Points better than we had last 17 season. 17 points from 13. Yeah. We're two points better than last season. We are seven above the relegation places, four off the playoffs, two good wins, and we're sort of knocking around there. Happy? Happy with that? Happier than I was, would have been knowing how it was going in August, as it mm. were. Thinking where we were going to be at this after stage. After the first four games. After the first four games, I thought we were going to be Happy in really comparison strong. to before those first four games? Um, I think content, but I didn't really come into this season expecting much more than, you know, mid-table. Mm. I thought that was going to be an optimistic position to be in and really probably more like second half. So I think content, and that's the, one of the, the good things about the championship is, you know, you can be four points off the playoff. You can be pretty much in the relegation zone at Christmas and still find yourself there or thereabouts in May. So are we going to, is this going to be this, this, this now, these, these few points we picked up the last few games, is this going to be the start of something, start of a run? Are we going to, dare I say it, go up even closer than four points? Or is this going to be, we win three, we lose three, we get tanked 6-0 again. We, is it going to be completely up and down the whole season? How long have you been a QPR fan, David? <laughs> yeah. How many years? Decades even. Well, I know what you think, Paul. You're always like that. Joe, tell me something <laughs> else. <laughs> Someone said that in Saturday, actually. Why was I so miserable? I said, have you seen my face? I, th- I think we need to, you know, I think we have certainly an improvement from where we were towards the beginning of the season. That goes without saying. But in the last few games, you know, we've taken points off Millwall, Bolton... Ipswich, who are all beneath us, and actually we've done well, but those are the teams we should be beating, and it'll be interesting to see what happens this week, because undoubtedly Sheffield Wednesday and Villa can't be anywhere near as bad as Ipswich, and certainly Millwall were, so I don't, I I actually do see us taking some points this week, Um, but I don't think we should get carried away, and I think we, you know, we're four points off the playoffs, it's a long season, and mm. a few weeks ago it was like panic stations, and we were shipping mm. goals like it was going out of business. Um, and I think we can all, you know, be quite pleased at where we are right now, considering considering where we were no, a few right. weeks ago. I think that's quite a bo- I know it's quite a boring answer, but no, but it's it's a nicer place to be, isn't it? Because we're talking about people coming in to decide who's going to play. So whereas before you're thinking to yourself, well. We need this, we need that. Now we've got options. We're talking about Wells and this and that and the other. Pavel's coming to this side. And I still think that the other kids have got a role to play along the season as well. So it's looking much better. And the, and the, it's the, the centre-halves are the key. It's always the key with your centre-halves. And Lynch and Tony and I playing much more as a unit together. Mm. And even Bidwell, had a, I say even Bidwell, he gets a lot of stick and sometimes it's non-deserved and sometimes it's deserved. It's more balanced, is what I'm looking for. The side is actually more balanced and movable. As he can be whatever he wants to be. He's, he's at that stage His now. touch. His first touch. Ah, superb. It's fantastic. I mean, he it's missed electric two, when he gets on the ball. He missed two glorious chances, but he's still a kid. 
Do you well, know he didn't mean? miss them. One, that, well, at least one was saved. But one was one, the one on the, one. The one on one, he, he, he could have done better. Good. All right, yeah. but it but was saved. He didn't mm. sky it or put it wide. Yeah, and his touch to get in that position is just like a, a real like excitement when he gets on the ball. But he's also got the ability to plan a move ahead. You, you see when he's playing, he, he knows where the ball's going, who's in the run, and, and that's, that's exciting for us to see that, I think. I've seen, you hear about players like Gaza talking about that, the ability to see the pitch, almost like stop it where you are, and you can know exactly where every player is. It mm. feels almost a little bit like he has a touch of that vision that he, can, you know, he knows where everyone is at that point, and that's when sort of touches of genius come out, I think. Now, we are prone to exaggeration on this podcast. <laughs> I do not think But I think is, you've like, just <laughs> compared Abir Ayezi to Paul Gascoigne. Am I right? I think he's got a, he's got a hint of Gaza about him. I don't think he's, uh, he's a quite A smidgen of Gaza. A smidgen, a smidgen of, Gaza. of Gaza, I think, is the title of this do week's I, podcast. Do I like it about him as well? Like, no matter how many times he gets clattered, or how many he doesn't go hiding. Do you know what I mean? For his age, I would be terrified. You've got men twice your age absolutely killing you. And he's still happy to get the ball and go down every time and not make a big deal about it. Get up and crack on with it. I mean, he won the penalty, didn't he? Uh, he could, you know, he oh, could jeez, say, yeah. that, was, that, was, yes. that was... That should have been a red card. That was X-rated. I mean, he got If clattered. I was a red, getting clattered. clattered is winning the penalty. He won mm. the penalty. Be fair he's about. the sort of player that other teams will think they need to clatter, though, isn't he? So they think that's the only way. Who would they play the other week? You've seen that happening. Who would we play the other week at home? And they were definitely Derby. Yes, Derby. Bloody um, your man's team. They, they not they... my man. Just <laughs> I just did it again. Listeners so. out there, yeah, um, yeah. The ooh, talking about ex Chelsea players. I am looking forward to Friday. Yeah, I, 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 I just wish I'd have had the sense to change my ticket to the paddock. Or should we, if we're talking about Friday, mm. should we completely ignore? that John Terry is there. The God knows! You mad! But does that not kind of get him up for it? Like last year, like he got stick and he got up for it and then there was all the leaving Loftus Road with three points as usual. Should we not concentrate on beating them rather than hating John Terry? First of all, he's wrong because it's a rarity that John Terry leaves Loftus Road with three points. The absolute gobshite. Um, we're, not, we're not debating his gobshiteness. We're debating whether the right strategy is to pile no. it on for John La- Terry or just Last actually... Se- no. Don't you give energy and oxygen to someone no. that way? Last season... Someone back me up. Last season, when, when Manning got in front of him for that goal at Villa Park, we slaughtered him and it was joyous. It was up there almost as the Trevor Francis hat-trick back in the day, because I'm old and I can say these things, when um, Francis scored the ultimate hat-trick against Villa now it, it, now was give him 1989 something like that yeah. yeah god knows but give him as much stick as possible let him know he's hated let him know he's not welcome let, let, let him put whatever he wants on Instagram and Twitter I'm surprised he can even use a damn thing and I say that as an idiot but he's a bigger idiot and hammer the hell out of him and let him know he's not welcome in W12 and he's he's just a vile horrible human being it's nothing like a villain to get a crowd going though Oh. We talk a lot about how where the Loftus Road is making enough there? noise. You see what you did there? <laughs> but there's hey, nothing. Hey, I like it. I like it. Luke. But there's nothing a villain like a true villain, true baddie likes more than getting stick for being a villain. That gives him energy. I do. I do see that. But I. I. I would rather him have a bit of energy, and the crowd was going for it. 
Do you know what I think would be weird if we did? It, it would be weird if Loftus Road just didn't acknowledge John mm. Terry being a thing. Okay, and I think it's. I, 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 I mean, it's, I get your point. It's, it's, no, an, it's inevitable. The other argument is, you know, you, then you the other players feel they get a a free ride, as it were. Yeah, there's yeah. so much energy on Terry when really you want to be you know, putting uh, the other players but, off but, their but, game but as that, well. But that's like saying if Pontius Pilate comes back to. Anywhere that involved the crucifixions, you just ignore what he did to Jesus. No, you don't. You hammer him. Forgive the pun. And, <laughs> and, yeah. and we should just kneel him again, another yeah, pun, yeah. and crucify him. Last pun, and it's better than the Star Trek ones. No, he should get away with it. He's horrible, and he's everything that I detest and hate about that football club is in that arse wipe of a human being. Okay. Well, I, I, yeah. Did I sit in the fence a bit too much, sir? <laughs> Except, I suppose the other thing is, none of the players in our squad were remotely n- near the team when. Oh God! When no. it all kicked off for years ago. I know it's more it's more led by the fans, but I'd love to know the true story behind that. We we should do a podcast special on that game one day and try and get some of the old boys in, like Derry and Hill, and say, look, no one's listening. What really happened to them dressing rooms? Do you mean like Radio for the reunion? Well, God, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> but you get the get the players out. <laughs> Do you mean like our live podcast where we had Sean Derry and Clint Hill? Yeah. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, but try and get them a bit looser, get them absolutely hammered. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. And then we can then say, come on, what really happened? Because they went very sort of, yeah, well, nothing really happened. Not having that at all. I reckon it properly kicked off in the dress rooms after that game because they, they did not take that defeat well. Can I go back to Ezzy? That's oh, sorry. A good question. We've, we've got a lot of Arsenal fans. We were like not even in the Premier League. If we didn't have a transfer embargo and were competing at the top of the Championship, do you think the opportunity would have been there for Ezzy to have gotten in the team, or do you think he's there out of necessity because we have no other option and he's grabbed it, has done well, and is now our you know. Great hope. That's Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> it's Arsenal fans cheering outside. It could be Leicester, actually, if they're making noise. Yeah, true. Very true. It could be the walking dead. Um, <laughs> listen, who knows? Who absolutely knows? Because if we're in the Premier League, no doubt we'd have some Philistine-type manager who just wants to play a lot of mercenaries and all the kids would just get loaned out again and nothing would improve and we'd just do it wrongly again. Well, know. this is what I'm saying. We're giving people opportunities and we're excited about these homegrown opportunities that we're giving to players. Furlong, Ezzy, not homegrown necessarily, but Paul Little Smith. I mean, I know he's not in the team at the moment, but we're talking about him in and around the team. And does this situation that we found ourselves in with the embargo and everything else actually give those players those opportunities? Or do we think Eze is good enough that he would have kind of... How, yes, how, how much did he play last season? He, not, he was on loan at Wickham. He was at Wickham and he did so well there. Yeah. And then came back in January. Yeah, I think it, you know, it's, it's no coincidence Lumley, he's in the team. Would in the team? We would have bought another keeper, wouldn't no. we? I don't think we'd have got Eze to start with because he was a, a Millwall reject. We were, we were doing that fishing around for mm. people who've not made it other clubs make it work. I think if we were in the Premier League, if we had a, you know, a decent established academy, if we had all that, we, he wouldn't have even you know, been invited. So I, I think, no, we wouldn't be playing and we wouldn't be playing Lumley mm. either. That's an interesting way I said it. And it just shows you that sometimes you have to look beyond the state of where a player is. You don't need to come through all the youth team in some respects. You can pick up these wee gems, be it in the Irish League or whatever, and bring them over and totally change them into 
the heartbeat of the team, which is what as he's been done. I keep coming easy. I'm just trying right? to think of the number of Irish heartbeats going around. What? You, you know, going through the Irish leagues and picking up young talent. <laughs> I'm struggling to think of one Irish heartbeat. Go on then. I can't. Okay. Well, there's a guy called George Best once, who's a rather good. Um, <laughs> Pat Jennings, you might have heard of him. Uh, Anyone in the last 50 years? Yeah, go on. Yeah. There's. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, what? Carry on. I'm not here to defend the Irish League. By the league. way, how are you doing? It's two months on since Connor Washington left. How are you, <laughs> how are you with it? How are you I don't get this it? thing. I was never the fan, but I always said he did well for Northern Ireland and he, in the green shirt he was amazing. And Fanboy? You're not his fanboy. You've got a Connor Washington tattoo. Probably. I've got a different American tattoo. Anyway. Yeah. How, are you okay? You over is he playing you for Sheffield? Him? Does anyone know? Uh, Lee, does he, is he playing for Sheffield? Like he hasn't Googled him every minute. I'm too busy Googling QPR and yeah. seeing what we're I, doing. Actually, I don't want to know what you Google, honestly. Do you um, know what I Googled the other day? No. <laughs> gluten-free beer in Prague. That's the sort of... If you go through my, my whole Google search history, it's just gluten-free beer in every city that I'm going to in the whole world. Could you find gluten-free beer in Prague? Apparently, it's called Bernard. I found it in Austria, but it was made in Prague, so I'm hoping I can go to Prague and find it. If, okay. So, yeah. So, anyway, what... Can't remember what we were saying. Cut Washington. I wanted to draw your attention to this Nedim Anua story that he Ooh. said last week. So, um, Nedim Anua, now of the Salt Lake City Parish, formerly at Queen's Park Rangers, said the deal he was offered last year was to play for free and only be paid on a like with you know according to the number of appearances that he made. Do we? take that on the face value that he said and how do we feel about that and do we think that was the right decision by the club to to well effectively move him on in that way seems a little bit everybody is grim- grimacing is that the word everybody's wincing a little bit mm. as soon as i mentioned his name which makes me think you think mm, you can't it's not really on you can't really offer a player that we've got a ouija board in here there was a bang on the ceiling there was <laughs> right. It's it's hard, isn't it? He was the captain, and you you feel you want to be treating them properly. But he was one of the last on one of the big contracts in the Premier League. So, in this new era of austerity and cutting our cloth accordingly, and whatever mm. cliches the club come out with every now and then, they couldn't pay in the same way. They had to, you know, if they, they maybe they offered him, you can earn as much as you did if as long as you keep a clean sheet every week and we we win every week. No, he's not that stupid, is he? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. welcome back. Yeah. You know, and the other side of the coin is, you know, you could say we're making more sensible decisions about contracts. So, is that is that a more what sensible? What do you think, Luke? <laughs> I, well, I, I personally, I liked Anua. I thought he was a fairly honest player. I thought he'd lost concentration, and actually, I'm happier with our centre backs this season without him. I, I think I sort of miss uh, Robinson a bit and his creativity yeah. and long throws, but I actually don't find myself missing Anua all that much. Do you know the interesting thing, just as you said that, I just got in my head, all the players that have left aren't actually in first teams at the moment. And I was thinking about this the other day, as you do, yeah. was in the loo, and I was going through the players. Robinson, the, Anua, uh, Smithies. Smithies. They haven't really gone on to, I thought... Mackey? Charlie Austin. Yeah, well, well Mackey's... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful, but it's Oxford. 
still ruined my life once, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, so you've got this kind of going on, and I kind of think it's it's, it's bizarre. Where I really like Linster, I really like as as a centre half. I think the fact he came in and was made captain so quickly, to me, I knew it was a different type of captain. And if he was asked to play for free, then no one's going to do that. I think that's a nice way the club saying we really like you, but we don't like you that much. So maybe this ticket is that. But can they can they have offered him something? I hate, a, I hate this whole idea that you get paid on appearances because that compromises. There's a compromise there. We did it with, with someone. management and and like the board and the people running. Who did we the do club. it with? Because surely, if you're hard up and you're thinking, if I play that play, it's going to cost us five grand this week. Mm. You're not going to. There's going to be a question: Well, should I play them? So I hate. The idea of that, anyway. The the I get incentive incentives for goals and clean sheets. And we had that thing with Rob Green where we couldn't play him because if he played another couple of games, mm. right? And it compromises the football decision. The idea that you pay players players—is <laughs> that what happened with him? A, little bit, a bit of it should have happened. The idea um, that you pay players for playing. And both, they, you incentivise them and they get bonuses for playing just seems ridiculous. Because then you pick a team based on who's cheapest, who are the cheapest 11 to play, don't you? Mm. Reading between the lines, I would say it was a nice compromise. The club didn't obviously want to tell them that they couldn't afford them or want them, so it was a nice compromise to say, look, we respect you so much, but we only want to... And he would have gone, no, you're all right. And they'd have probably knew that. Um, because he didn't deserve to be kicked out the door, that's for sure. He, he, he was a lovely, he's a lovely fella. He was always been good for the fans, always a time for the fans. When he came on the podcast, he was excellent. But... The story before had always been that he wanted to move back up north for his family. Mm. So there's also the question mark is, did he, was, was this actually, did he then come back to QPR yeah. saying, I haven't found a club up north, can you offer me something? And did they, is that what they then Have did? Have you measured the mileage, Salt Lake City to Manchester, <laughs> Salt Lake City to London? I think you'll find it's actually closer to Manchester. It's a smart move. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the thing, the thing is, I mean, he's, he's always been a gentleman and, and he, was, he was great while I was with us. But again, I think it was a nice way of... Getting him out, yeah. I don't. I, I don't think QP, if he had turned around and went all right, then I think QPR would have probably died a shock. Um, I don't think it was part of the plans, which is which is fine because we needed to do something with that defence. It wasn't working, and we needed to change it. I don't think Nedham was a problem, but I think we've now got a different type of captain, more a championship style captain. That's blood and thunder, blood and blood and thunder, blood and, blood and guts, who will go at people, and he's a lot more lethal at corners. I'm not sure he's that great a captain. Oh, it okay. might be a bit early. I just feel like he fitted the tempo. I'm not. I'm not calling that because I don't know yet. I can't see it yet. I'm not saying. But he just sort of. It felt like he kind of looked like a captain. So maybe he is a captain. <laughs> Like, like Steve Palmer type way, yeah. Like you centre back, you kind of that's the default position for a captain anyway, right? I do, I do worry about this side about a lack of leadership throughout, and I do feel we don't always make the right decisions. And I take take back to the Norwich game when we were doing this bizarre goal kicking for the first half, where we refused to kick to their big men, so we're passing it to to Leisner, and then he was hoofing it up. There wasn't any sort of leadership on that on that pitch saying let's not do this there's only a half time that decided that maybe they mm. should be making decisions and I keep thinking we keep making dis- making mistakes and there's not enough people getting everyone together and saying stop doing that mm. it's not working yeah. well, if you're thinking if you're listing who the leaders are on the team I don't think we've had a good captain since Sean Rangel. Derrick 
know. Yeah, well, he seems sort of, yeah. I mean, there is another... Lumley, I do hear. He's very young. Yeah. I hear, yeah. you can hear it. Yes. He's very, he's very, very vocal. Loud, and I like and that. You wouldn't want to get in the lift with him if he's angry. <laughs> That's what you look at your captain. Do you want to yep. get... You want someone... And Lumley's excellent. I mean, the lift test. I think so. We, could, we should try that one day, couldn't we? Yeah. There's a lift at Loftus Road, actually. Anyway. But um, <laughs> so it goes up to the South Africa oh, Road. Okay. Anyway. Bit high. Yeah. No need. Um... Lumby's excellent. I think I, 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 I actually think he's a good captain, but that's just me. I don't know. Uh, it's nice to see someone who comes to the fans when they've done a good challenge and looks at the fans and gives it a wee bit, you know. And he does do that, and I, I kind of like that. There is, of course, the argument which we've raised before, and I believe which the captain in football makes very little difference. It's yeah. not a game like cricket where it's pivotal. It's pivotal to your tactics and how you play. Whereas, I guess it's it's you... an ambassadorial role. So what you said is that the captain on the Titanic is probably a bit more influential. I would say so. Okay. Um, I would say so. All right. Uh, ours end. What? Yeah. Already? Yeah. We haven't talked about 40 minutes. Well, we'll do all that. We've done about 40 minutes already. Well, we haven't talked so, about... There must be something we haven't talked about to you, delay this. Um... Why do we need to delay Look, it? Look, can you think of anything? Why do we need to delay it? Let these people go. They're listening to this. There's a song there somewhere. Let them go. Right. Um, do you want to go home, is, David? Sorry? Do you want to go home or something? Um, I, I've got all the time in the world, Paul. Okay. Um, anything, everything you haven't brought up, anything else to mention, I will go first. Let's, let's have a look at the attendance tomorrow. With interest, this is an extension of my previous R's end. Without doubt, what are the Football League playing at, broadcasting every single game? There were stats out this week mm. which showed that the attendances are down um, in comparison to the attendances last year for midweek games because they're all broadcast on Sky. That will happen tomorrow. The attendance, attendance will go down tomorrow. All I like hope for is that the authorities actually just write off this experiment and cancel this experiment. Because I said before, we looked out, I looked out that Reading game and other midweek games, the attendances are just down because it's easy for people not to go. So don't hold out too much hope. But Reading, you can't really tell because they're in an awful situation. It's expense and, and, and train travel and everything else. There's a lot of things we take into it. Clubs themselves have got to make games more affordable. They've got to make them accessible to families because that's your future generations. Get them away from... I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never seen so many Brian Munich, Paris Saint-Germain shirts in London and, and things like that there where you've got a team two minutes away from your house and you're dandering around a PSG flipping shirt with a rifle flipping tarot. What's the point of that? Get them into Loftus Road, get them hooked and get them part of the dream. Because that's, that's what it is. You've got to get these kids in there. And I still think we have a pricing issue at Loftus Road where it is quite pricey. We need to look at what we're doing on match days, um, walk-up prices, because sometimes people just stand in the football club. It, it happens, you know. They, they come over from wherever, they walk into Loftus Road, they, they see part of the atmosphere, they, they, they buy into it, and they want to come back. I'd be amazed if they cancelled it, though. Because they won't because sponsorship yeah. mainly. I mean, because you think these sponsors are getting all of a sudden an extra bite of the cherry that they weren't getting before. They're they, bloody they, TV people, Luke. I know, terrible. But look, never the, trust them. And, and, the, and the other side of the coin, like, and Joe, what you think about it as well, like, but you look at some of the fixtures sometimes. You like, you could have Middlesbrough versus a London team on a Friday night, and vice versa. They, the Sky and whoever the football league don't care about fans. They'll have you travelling at all kinds of hours. 
So maybe the, the clubs themselves should actually argue about fixtures for TV and try and get them changed sometimes and make it more accessible for fans. Because how many times have we played Blink and Sunderland on a flipping midweek day? Too many times. You know, it's just nonsense. But yeah, I think the TV thing, I think it's good in some ways that we get more exposure for the, the overseas people, definitely. Talking of which, no, that's my R's end. Carry on. Go on, do it. <laughs> Bring yourself to do an R's end where you're not the last R's end. Come on. I don't know. Go. I can. Go. Um, Sludger, who comes on the show yeah. a few times, Mr. Really, um, is absolutely livid with the the QPR pass thing. Apparently it hasn't worked the last few games and it's been horrendous. I don't know if you... Know. I, well, I haven't tried, but every week on Twitter I see apology messages and angry fans saying, why isn't it working? Give them it free for the rest of the season, QPR. You've got nothing to lose. Just do it. It's it's for these guys. It's it's their only link to back home, and it's pretty shabby. If it was a big club, surely make it work is more important. Well, than no, we, it it's it's kind of free. like the coaches breaking down the way to Blackpool and Swansea and stuff. And sometimes a club have got to hold their hands up and say, "We've got to make this right." Um, give mm. them free games up until Christmas, even, and and reduce the prices. Just make it say we we hold our hands up. We understand what you're saying, and um, when, it's not about just grabbing your money and giving you nothing. We're going to give you something back because he. I saw his tweets and I was. I felt really sorry for him. He's pulling his hair out. He hasn't got any hair. He's like me. His balls are cute, um, and um, it's it's not right. And sort it out. Yeah, they, they need to sort it out. Basically, Joe. Uh, I've kind of got like one and a half. My yes. first little snippet. Oh, you're like, slight. Finny. It's like you're Finny. No. Can I Although Finny has seven and a half. Go for three. By the way, there's absolutely no way Finny's not going to add something else to his RZN between now and when we stop recording. Carry on, it's Joe. A quick, it's a quick one and a half. Uh, I was listening to TalkSport yesterday and they were discussing apparently how Harry Redknapp is on his way to I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here yeah. this year. Yeah. So yeah. I just like that as a little fun fact. I hope his knee holds out. Can you imagine that helicopter drop? With his dodgy knee. It's not going to happen, is it? They were saying he's going to be like negotiating to not have to do the challenges. Yeah. <laughs> he won't do Out of a car window. Surely. Uh, uh, you never know. Oh, hang on. That was my heart. Oh, sorry, sorry, that sorry, my, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. I forgot. But, I, but there's a little one as well. Um, I really liked, I read uh, a preview to the Ipswich game on Loft for Words, and there was an interview with an Ipswich fan who basically summarised all the crazy stuff that's happened to our club over the last few years and then said, you know what, we've been a really boring, nothing championship club where nothing happens wow. ever and I'm a little bit jealous. And it made me think, actually, you know, we have had a lot of ups and downs, but it is, I wouldn't swap it for mediocrity for 15 years. Hmm. Because I think the ups we've had are worth the many, many, many downs we've also had. So is that fair? That's no, more than fair. Get Do that. I'm a believer. Sort of. I'm a yes. believer. Hello, you- I feel like we're about to enter into potentially 15 years of mediocrity. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I can't, yeah. I down, the down cycle. I, it's true, I mean, I mean, you can't, I don't want to give, I wouldn't give away that day at Wembley for... No. For, yeah, but it wasn't just anything, Wembley, was it? Really? I mean, there was the, all right, we won't promote it because of the Ali Fallon thing, but Watford away, there was um, Oldham, the, you know... No, there's been enough. Wembley, nineteen sixty-seven. To me, Wembley was better than Oldham. <laughs> oh god, it was I, like I'm not out that. of body. That is that was what that was. Everything. That's why we do. That's why we football. Do you see your team win at Wembley. There's Last minute, when you don't deserve it, makes it sweeter. <laughs> you don't deserve it, 
You're down to 10 men, last minute. Well, it's probably not best to mention it around Steve McLaren like some Midland did when we went to the meeting. Yeah, you did mention it around Several him. times. So we met Steve McLaren at the start of the season because they invited all the fans groups. We met him and Paul said something like... Oh, he was talking about potential players to sign. No, he was and talking about... Said, he didn't bring up Richard Keogh, he was talking he? about And Rich Keogh came up and Paul said, well, he's already a QPR legend and Steve McLaren's face was, first of all, started as... What? What? He's never played for QPR. What are you talking about? And then you saw the penny drop. <laughs> that wasn't nice. And then once the penny dropped, there was real like anger in Steve McLaren's face. And then he realised where he was and the job that he currently had. And he sort of did a little that eye, eye roll and moved on. That was as bad as my Samora thing. He, he then went to emphasise that sometimes you can start a season in a bad place. Just talking of that, and I know Luke's talking of Samora, I know Luke's coming on to his R's end. I've been listening to this Peter Crouch podcast. If, mm. uh, if you haven't listened to it, mm. it's really, really good. It is good, actually. Amazon spent 15 million quid on getting behind the scenes of football at Man City, and it is not half as uh, interesting as whatever the like BBC giving Peter Crouch a few beers and listening to him talk about behind the scenes at football. He was at the playoff final and went to a pub in Ealing after and got up on stage and sang Oh Bobby, oh Bobby Zamora on the microphone, <laughs> Peter Crouch. And I should finish my story quickly, in which case... He's, I told you. Um, I told you. He said, he said to us, like, you can start a season like Bobby Zamora, you know, where it's not going so well, and you can end it on a high. And I went, what happened then? <laughs> and... He was caught, yeah, and he didn't take that well either. He wasn't happy about that. That's Steve McLaren. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, go on. Luke. 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 Um, the only R's that I had is it's a bit attached to what you were saying about getting families and kids in and, and seeing more. I noticed the club's doing their giving tickets away to community groups. Mm. You know, you can exchange yours. I'd still like better ways of exchanging tickets at Loftus Road. I'd still like it to be easier to say, like, I can't come to this game. If it's an app or website, I can swap it for that ticket for someone else. I can take a couple of mates. I'd like that easier at Loftus Road. I think that would make it easier to bring more people, yeah. get more people in. There's, yeah. a, there's a scheme that I think, I don't want to mention them too much, Brentford do, is if you can't make it to the, the game, you sell your the ticket to the club, who then go to the fan base on a computer and they yeah. get it. Awesome. And then, and then well. you get money back for your season ticket next season. That'd Because then it stays in the community. So if someone's visiting, and I, and I hate li- leaving a seat empty. If I think you know, just for you think you want to, you want to see. Grounds I agree. For, we're not in short supply. <laughs> Sadly, not. Yeah. But I would like to see a thing as well where they drop the three pound fifty charge and they drop the extra charges and match days. Um, we need to fill the ground because what we need to do, we need to move eventually at some point. Um, and we, to, to do that, you need to build a fan base, and we need to strengthen it and make it a reason to go to the council and say. Queen's Park Rangers need more of a community ground to do more things and we can't do it unless it's packed what? Paul we're now at 50 minutes so we are going to finish the podcast okay. but before we do so tell me your predictions for Sheffield United I haven't United done hour's end home. yet you have no, I haven't that was a kind of half hour's end you definitely did no I didn't Sludger that was your hour's end that's more his hour's hurry end hurry up go on um, come on my hour's end is actually quite short and sweet. I believe that when I say it. Yeah, Thank you very well. much. The support on Saturday was superb. Pat yourselves in the back. Brilliant. Every away game be like that. Nothing to complain about. Very good. You're welcome. Predictions for... And there's no... No. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday and Villa. You go. Uh, I'm going to predict another 2-0. 
tomorrow night against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, and then I think we'll concede against Villa. But I think we'll finally find our scoring feet and we'll score four. Whoa. 2-0 then 4-1. Whoa. You're You're saying over the two games, 6-1. Yeah. And you look like you believe it. I do. Hey, woman, he was drinking. Luke. (laughs) Actually, um, dogs is not gluten-free. On the yo-yo principle of QPR, I, I never want to predict a loss. But I think I can see us drawing tomorrow. Okay. I can see one of their midfielders scoring another of their great worldy goals. That's your man, isn't it? Yeah. Um, What's he called again? But I'm, opt- I'm optimistic against Villa. I feel they're a sort of funny side and a bit mercurial at times and, you know, obviously a bunch of egos there. And I like to think Loftus Road will be nice and noisy. I'd like to see us trying to get something there. Hello. <laughs> I think we'll win both. I think we're on that run now. We'll lose three after the Villa game. Did I just hear David Fraser being ultra positive? Two nil, one nil. Seriously? Two nil, one nil. Aggregate three nil. Now you'll go. All right. Well, I'm impressed by that. I actually think Wednesday, I can't remember the guy who scored that absolutely superb goals. He scores about 45 yards every time. Yeah, every one, right. Um, I can't remember his name. I saw this thing today, but that's, that's old age. I can't remember any... Tommy it's not No it's not Tommy tomorrow. You're thinking of um, I don't oh. know Signal and Rain or something um, You find it See once you hit 45 Honestly God Your memory becomes A, a, a mishmash of, of ice Okay um, What about once you hit 50 I'll tell you next year yeah. Reach Thank Reach. you very much And touch me to Depeche Mode That was the one though <laughs> Just uh, give us your scores <laughs> <laughs> oh go on That wasn't bad It was quite good I didn't yeah. give you a score Did I Alright nil nil and 2-1 yeah, okay. you didn't check for Luke's score. Don't feel all welcome, Luke. Please come well, back. Well, you said four points. You yeah. made it clear. No, but I mean, you know, you can Hurry you, up. Come on, Joe. Don't give up your station. <laughs> um, I think we will three two tomorrow, and I think we'll do Villa four nil. <laughs> and you may laugh now, but on Friday, now I, I, I think we'll win both games, and I think we'll win them both handsomely. I'm quite, I'm quite. I know I'm banging the table, David. I always do it. Don't worry about it. I'm actually quite looking forward to both games. I'm actually, how many people, how many times is it nice to go back tomorrow night and just think, do you know what, we'll give it a go. I'm, I'm, I'm enthusiastic. I don't say it very, very often. Very good. Okay. Was That's that, it. Was that a happy enough podcast? Yes, that was. We haven't one. stopped recording yet. Oh. Ask me that after, when we've stopped recording. No, I mean, I, I, I know we're still recording. Because someone came up to me on Saturday and said, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> They were too miserable. So I'm trying to do a happier podcast so people can feel the energy. I think your happiness, definitely 6 out of 10 for happiness tonight, which is 6 more than usual. And when that's good. Since when did you turn to Craig Revel Hall? Oh, thank you. Right. I knew we wouldn't get out. I, wouldn't, I knew we wouldn't get to the end of the podcast without a Strictly reference. Can we wish but Sean <laughs> all the best again for next week? He's missing games. He must be going mad for the games that he's missing. And... Um, Good luck, big man. Keep going. Right. <laughs> Apparently he's been in the papers. Didn't see it. Yeah, me neither. Um, thank you for listening. We are. We should be back next Tuesday. There's no game next Tuesday. Is there for the first time in weeks and weeks and weeks. Thank you for listening. This has been Open All Ours. UPR. UPR. Rangers.